You're listening to episode 190 of Mid-America Reformed Seminary's Roundtable Podcast. In this broadcast, the faculty of Mid-America discuss theology and cultural issues from a Reformed perspective. I'm Jared Luchibor, Director of Marketing. Thank you for tuning in. Before we get to today's episode, I want to invite you to Mid-America Reformed Seminary's 2023 Center for Missions and Evangelism Conference held in Lansing, Illinois on October 6th through 7th. At this year's conference titled Beyond the Walls, Faithful Mission in an Age of Adversity, our speakers, including Burke Parsons from Ligonier Ministries, Chad Vegas from Radius International, faculty from the seminary and others, will bring an encouragement to church leaders and lay people alike by focusing on what it looks like to do faithfully reformed, outward-facing ministry together in an age of adversity. Look for more information at our website at midamerica.edu slash CME slash conference. Register today and join us for this opportunity as we seek to grow and learn together. I'm here with Dr. Alan Strange, professor of church history and apologetics here at Mid-America Reform Seminary, who's going to lead us through a four-part series about Christian nationalism. It's a controversial subject, even within our reform circles, but Dr. Strange, you've studied and read much on the subject, so I'm thankful for you uh, for joining me to uh, begin this conversation and to hear your insights. Well, thanks, Jared. It's good, as always, to be with you and all of our wonderful listeners for whom we're so thankful. We're thankful for your prayers for us, for your support of us. We know that you're unflagging in that, and we hope to be unflagging in our uh, holding forth all that the Word of God does hold forth as we teach our students and train uh, folks here for gospel ministry and for service in the kingdom. Um, Yeah, the question of Christian nationalism is a huge one. When you say, I've read a lot, uh, there's tons more to be read. This is something that I've only more recently come to uh, in the last months, you might say. Uh, It's something that's been in discussion for a few years, uh, but it's become particularly discussed in the Trump and post-Trump era. So what what would be your overall assessment of Christian nationalism then, having read all these resources and learning a little bit more about it? Well, overall assessment... um, Let me just say this. I would say that it's a wrong-headed response to many of the cultural currents. Uh, Let me um, flesh that out a little bit. Part of what I'm going to be talking about as much as anything in in these talks is the book by Stephen Wolfe, published uh, at the end of last year by Canon Press, entitled The Case for Christian Nationalism. And Wolf in that book laments the decline of American and Western culture, particularly its descent into the sort of vicious secularism that we witness all about us. What I mean by vicious secularism is not the more benign sort, if I could put it that way, that prevailed in earlier times when Christians may have been viewed favorably or even neutrally by the culture, as Aaron Wren has argued uh, persuasively, I think, in some respects in in, um, first things. 
Rather, I mean the sort of secularism that openly opposes Christians as detrimental to the agenda promoted by our current culture. In more recent years, uh, our listeners certainly know this, particularly since the legitimization of same-sex marriage and the ensuing gender fluidity Mm -hmm. and the rise of BLM, wokeness, CRT, and the like, secularized culture has in this country, uh, the United States, and in the West— uh, we have many listeners in other places, including Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all see this, that, that secularized culture looks upon Christians and Christianity increasingly negatively. And uh, many evangelicals, especially young men, feel disenfranchised and targeted under what you could say is kind of the established religion of secularism. And they're they're tired of this continual assault upon the faith. They're they're ready to fight back. And Wolf's book and some others serve as a, an intellectual manifesto. His particularly is kind of the most meaty on the subject for Christians who want to recapture a time when Christians were in charge, and not given as he sees it, as Wolf sees it, to a, a kind of passive, yielding mindset that Wolf sees as characterizing Christianity and against which he writes the book. He he talks in the introduction, and I don't disagree with this, that the, the French Revolution is a particular time in which this secularism takes root and comes ultimately to dominate. But he thinks that Christians have kind of rolled over and played dead to all of this. He calls it Stockholm Syndrome theology, yeah. okay. where, you, you know, it says... Uh, Christians uh, are too willing to go along with this prevailing secularism, and he calls for a new day in which Christians will act in confidence for the reinstitutionalization of Christianity, throwing off their their lack of will for our own political objectives. That's a direct quote. And so it seems that the, the very things that Rousseau, um, Camus, and, and Nietzsche, for example— these all get cited, despised Christians for, which was kind of an otherworldly, sheep-like docility, is shared by Wolf. He, he too says we shouldn't be that way. He wants Christians to be assertive and cut out the sort of pilgrim theology or the wayfaring stranger motif. We're just strangers passing through this world. He's, he's quite contemptuous of that. Mm. So I, I think... Um, my overall assessment is that that um, while I might reserve more critical comments to later, uh, the kind of expressive individualism that that Carl Truman talks about in his books uh, that I have in mind and what I've just said here, um, and Wren's negative view of Christianity as he talks about that as having developed in more recent years, I think those things have a great deal of truth and purchase to them. In other words, I don't disagree with Wolf and, and many others that societally and culturally we're in a bad way, right. and this is a very negative time uh, for Christianity. So you've touched on this a little bit so far, but give us a little bit of the background of Christian nationalism. How did we get here to this point? Yeah, that's a that's a very good question. I mean, this is something that especially has come more to the fore in recent years, and I've got uh, you, your eyes grew big as you saw this pile of books, perhaps, yes, they did. Uh, that I brought in. And I've got quite a lot of books here that describe this. Uh, for one thing, you have books uh, describing, well, American culture in a general way uh, and its, its relationship to the faith. Richard Gamble, 
who is somebody um, that would have some, um, you know, he's an OP ruling elder. He teaches at Hillsdale, has a book called In Search of the City on a Hill, The Making and Unmaking of an American Myth this view of America, as Lincoln put it, an almost chosen nation. So he deals with some of these things. Uh, but we've also had uh, books in more recent times. Uh, Thomas Kidd has, has published a fine book on America's religious history, faith, politics, and the shaping of a nation. Uh, you've had a book published uh, just recently by David Hollinger called Christianity's uh, American Fate, How Religion Became More Conservative and society more secular. Uh, there's a lot going on there. There's another book that's just been published uh, by Yale University Press called This Earthly Frame, The Making of American Secularism. So it talks about the increasingly secularized culture in which we live. And there have been part of the background to, to this, when you say, what's the background of Christian nationalism? is, well, Christianity has responded with a witness. Christianity has sought to continue whatever the shape of the culture to bring the gospel mm -hmm. to everybody, to preach Jesus Christ. That is, it's by his person and work that we are saved. And that is our witness to the world and the mission to the world of the church yes. is this spiritual mission. And so the mainstream media and progressive leftists have started talking about all evangelical Christians, particularly after the election of Trump in 2016, uh, they started speaking of them as Christian nationalists. So, so many of us would be identified that way by people on the left or people in the mainstream media, uh, though it comes to mean something more particular as we're going to see uh, at the hands of Wolf and others. Uh, some, have, like Wolf, have recently embraced the term. You, our listeners may know that terms like Puritan, when first hurled at those uh, Reformed ancestors of ours, that was a, a term of opprobrium. It was not a compliment. Mm. Ultimately, they embraced it. It got embraced as a way of defining or Methodists, they were called, and they came to embrace that. And so some people are saying, well, let's embrace this term of of Christian nationalism, but I think there are far, there's far too much baggage as we're going to see mm. to that. We don't want, I don't believe, to be simply defined in that way because a lot have to do, a lot speak of its relationship to white supremacy. And there is some, white supremacists have sought to tie into this sort of identity. Mm. Okay. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has very publicly identified herself as a Christian nationalist, just as an example of somebody who's highly polarized and politicized. We live in a particularly polarized and politicized atmosphere. And I don't think we want as Christians simply to add to that by embracing this this title. Sure. So you've mentioned Stephen Wolf in his book on Christian nationalism. What are some other sources that you would want our listeners uh, to know about that speak um, quite explicitly to Christian nationalism? Well, these, uh, let me just say, these are some sources um, that would be positive uh, for it. So there's, of course, there's there's Stephen Wolf's book, The Case for Christian Nationalism, published by Canon Press. Uh, there's this interesting little book uh, that, and I say interesting little book because Wolf's book is almost 500 pages. So it may not be actually read by a bunch of people. I have read it. I've read every word several times over in that book. So this is, I, I've heard some of the some of the defenders say, well, the critics haven't read Wolf's book. Well, I certainly have. 
Um, there's a book by uh, Andrew Torbra and Andrew Eisker uh, that's called Christian Nationalism, a biblical guide for taking dominion and discipling nations. And it's a much smaller book, but it's probably the kind of book, if I could be blunt about it, that the man in the pew, whoever <laughs> it might be, would read probably more and take more cues from and is reflective of a more popular view of what Christian nationalism is than Wolf's book. Uh, another book, too, that is not specifically Christian nationalism in its focus, the focus isn't Christian nationalism as such, but it certainly intersects with it and, and treats some, some of the themes, some common themes, is Doug Wilson's most recent book, which is even after the Christian, uh, Christ, uh, even after Stephen Wolf's book, called Mere Christendom. And I also ha- am reviewing this book. And uh, Wilson, certainly as the, the head of the ministry there that Canon Press is a part of, uh, has spoken positively about this. In fact, he speaks about the book I just mentioned uh, by uh, Andrew uh, Torba and Eisker, Andrew Torba and Andrew Eisker, he speaks about this book, Christian Nationalism. He says, if you want to know more about Christian nationalism, this is a typical Wilson type of endorsement. This book is for you. You'll be getting your info from the horse's mouth, as it were, instead of from the mainstream media, which is oriented more to the other end of the horse. Um, so that's that's an endorsement. So and, and he's also endorsed it uh, on his podcasts. So give our listeners uh, a view to other resources that they could just go to briefly um, from others' perspectives on uh, Christian nationalism. You've mentioned Kevin DeYoung, Neil Shenvey, others. Uh, let our listeners know um, other places that they could go to, to to learn maybe a little bit more about Christian nationalism from another perspective. Right. Well, let me, I told you, I mentioned that, of course, in recent years, Christian nationalism has been uh, looked at by a number of progressives and leftists or academics. Uh, there are a couple of very important books that I would say are mixed in this respect. They have some helpful things in them, but they also come from some perspective, uh, some progressive positions. Uh, there's the the book uh, by uh, Gorski and Perry uh, called "The Flag and the Cross: uh, White Christian Nationalism and the Threat." to American Democracy. That's published by Oxford. As I said, it's by Philip Gorski and Samuel Perry. And another book published just after that by Perry uh, with another co-author. Perry published Taking America Back for God, Christian Nationalism in the United States. And that was uh, that's authored by Andrew Whitehead and Samuel Perry. Now, these books I'm mentioning now, I'm just giving you some resources. I'm not saying that any of these books I'm mentioning, I by any means agree with everything in them. Um, Anthea Butler, uh, has, who is quite on the left, has written White Evangelical Racism. Uh, that's an interesting book, and you can get something of her take. Uh, there's a book by uh, Jonathan Redding called One Nation Under Graham. Hmm. Uh Apocalyptic Rhetoric and American Exceptionalism that touches on some other and different aspects of this. Uh, And then there's an important book that was published right around the same time uh, as Wolf's book and uh, by Paul Miller, and Paul Miller has really gone at it with Wolf, called The Religion of American Greatness, What's Wrong with Christian Nationalism? And as you say, there are some very important uh, analyses of this 
uh, published by Kevin DeYoung, The Gospel Coalition, Neil Shinvey, and others. Brian Matson uh, has some very interesting and helpful um, observations here. I could go on with many, but I'll just leave it at those for now. Next week, Dr. Alan Strange looks at some important terms and definitions for Christian nationalism. What is meant by the word nationalism? And dare we ask, what is meant by the term Christian? Stay tuned next time to hear from Dr. Strange. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and sharing it with friends or family. Your support helps us bring more engaging content to your ears and helps us foster not just a community of lifelong learners, but thoughtful practitioners. I'm Jared Luchibor. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next episode.